The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today, top of the hour, 1 o'clock Eastern, 12 o'clock Central. The Atlanta Braves are holding their World Series parade today. Next week on our show, the general manager and uh, president of baseball operations of the Atlanta Braves, Alex Anthopoulos, will be with us to talk about the Braves winning the World Series. He'll be with us here on Sports Grid next week. Excited for that. Let's get to our headlines here on this Friday. Two games tonight in college football. Virginia Tech at Boston College, and then Utah at Stanford. Utah playing much better over the last few weeks. We'll see if they can creep their way back into a meaningful bowl game this year. Knicks and Bucks headline tonight's nine-game NBA slate. Dak Prescott, of course, going to start this week against the Cowboys. Cooper Rush goes back to the backup, although he played very well against the Vikings a week ago. And perhaps the biggest mystery of all going into this week, yet again, is the Christian McCaffrey situation. McCaffrey was limited in practice on Thursday, and their offensive coordinator of the Panthers, Joe Brady, talked about the approach going into this week with Hubbard, Freeman, and the possibility of McCaffrey making his return. Yeah, no, it is difficult. I mean, there was some, you know, you go back to last year, there were some games that, you know, you thought he was going to play, and then you find out on Friday and Saturday that he's not. And so you kind of, you know, you kind of, the perk of like kind of just talking about these guys is we've kind of paired it um, for the mindset of, hey, you know, everyone has to be ready to go. And so, you know, the, the, you know what, what Amir was able to bring to us, what Chuba and Royce, so we're kind of going into the mindset that I know he's, you know, he's limited. And if, if he can give us any plays on Saturday, or excuse me, on Sunday, you know, it'll be better. It, you know, obviously it'll help us, but we're going to the mindset that and it, I think it ends up being too much if you had too many game plans. And so, um, you know, uh, we know what Christian can do and what he can do, but we feel confident that if he's not out there, that these other guys are going to be able to take, you know, take whatever those potential plays would have been, and they were going to have success with it. This is a tough call, Davis. This is a tough one for a lot of people this week because you, you know, and I'm a McCaffrey owner. I've got him in a flex spot starting at this point. I got to tell you, I don't feel 100% comfortable with it. But what I will say is that it is what 104 Eastern on Friday, and I'm hopeful that by the end of the day there is some reporting out of Charlotte that tells me that McCaffrey did a little bit more than what he's been doing this week. Otherwise, why would they activate him off the uh, injured reserve? They didn't have to, they could have kept him on there. Uh, But man, like the last thing I want to see is McCaffrey getting eight touches this week against new England. Well, is he activated or just designated for return? Cause, cause they're, cause you, once you, uh, once you designate them for return, they have three weeks, and I, I, I believe they designated him for return last week and then chose to, to keep him out again. So I think they, they don't have to activate him for this game. And then if I remember correctly, I think their buy is coming up close. Maybe, maybe I made that up. But I, I don't know. I feel like if McCaffrey was going to play, he would have gotten in a full practice. So I think if he full practices today, we're doing this at 12, you know, it's 12.05 uh, Central Time right now. So I think we'll know by by probably two or three o'clock this afternoon if he's gotten in a full practice. And if he doesn't get a full practice in, I would imagine it's another week of, of Hubbard, Freeman, and Amir Abdullah. Yeah, I'll have to make my call on that uh, coming up this Sunday. I know that, uh, you know, looking at a possibility of playing him, luckily Zach Ertz is on a couple of my teams. It's been a nice, you know, eight to 10 point fill in for sure. All right, so let's do let's do the one minute here, and that's it on Odell Beckham Jr. Davis. You know, it seems like it's a hot talking point today. You know, a lot of people feel like he still has a lot left, that it's just been, you know, bad game planning for him. I know his father popped off against, uh, you know, Baker Mayfield saying that he's not getting his looks, he's not getting his targets. I, I personally think this is much ado about nothing. I don't ever see him going back to being the player that he was with the New York Giants and not even close. But in the right situation with Aaron Rodgers, with Tom Brady, with the right quarterback, look, I didn't think Antonio Brown would be a thing ever again either, and, and, uh, and, and he is. So what's your best guess with this? 
My best guess is that he goes through waivers unclaimed and he signs with either, uh, you know, a, a playoff team, right? Kansas City Chiefs, uh, you know, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers need a wide receiver, which would be, you know, a, that nightmare for the Cleveland Browns. I think probably for him to sign with the Steelers, the, the Las Vegas Raiders, you know, they also do need a wide receiver. They might view themselves as a playoff team at uh, at this point. But I, my, my opinion is that Odell has a, a hard time staying engaged in games if he doesn't have the role that he had at LSU and with the Giants, which is he's just getting the ball all the time. Uh, and, and, you know, he was not getting the ball all the time. He has not had a 100-yard game since week four of the 2019 season for – or the 2020 season for the Cleveland Browns. So I, I he might even choose to go to a bad team, right, like the Dolphins. The Dolphins need wide receiver help. They could guarantee him the targets. I guarantee if Odell Beckham signs with the Dolphins, Tua will be th- throwing him the ball, and maybe he would prefer that. And I don't even blame him, right? I, like if I'm thinking about myself as Odell Beckham, amazing player – you know, had this great career in New York, gets traded. Like, I don't know. I, I probably would want the ball too. Like, you know, what, you know, the Keyshawn Johnson thing, you know, throw me, throw me the dang ball. Like I, I get it. Yeah. Well, with the Dolphins, Davis brings up an interesting point because uh, Devonte Parker uh, had a setback this week in practice and he's listed as doubtful. So Miami's receivers are back to Jalen Waddle and then some combination of the tight ends with Gasicki and Hollins, maybe throw in an Albert Wilson. They they really, uh, you know, Isaiah Ford, they really just don't have a strong wide receiving core. That is for sure. All right, coming up next, it's going to be our Friday night look at the NBA. We'll bring in Brett Levy, our producer, set a lineup for you in DFS. We'll get Davis's thoughts as well. So stay with us on the grid here on this Friday. We got you till 2 o'clock Eastern right here on Fantasy Sports Today. As a programming reminder, upcoming this Sunday, 8 a.m. Eastern Fantasy Sports Today with Joe Pizzuti and Matt Stryker. I'll be hosting Pro Football today at 10 a.m. Be right back. We're a different kind of sports talk, not just talk about sports. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Nine games played in the NBA tonight. For those of you getting ready to play a little daily fantasy on FanDuel, you're in luck. We are going to break it down for you. Myself, Davis Maddock, and, of course, Brett Levy, our producer who is very much engaged in the NBA DFS season. And uh, and we'll get right to it. Uh, before we get to Brett Davis, what does the slate look like for you? I know you're playing every day as well. Interesting, fun, not fun, waiting till injuries. How's the slate looking tonight here on Fritz Friday? Uh, well, I mean, we do have some uh, some pretty good high total games. We have uh, the Pacers and the Trailblazers. That's a really high total. Uh, if the Pelicans are somehow able to keep it close against Golden State, that'll be a really good one as well. 
but we we definitely are waiting on uh you know as always some uh, some injury stuff though we are blessed with the Lakers not being on this slate without LeBron James so we don't have to talk about uh about Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis so that is uh that is a nice little break because that's been dominating uh Brett and I's segments over the course of the week all right well let's bring Brett in Brett Time to set our lineups over on FanDuel. Let's take a look at your shooting guard and point guards. You like Cole Anthony at 7,100, Terry Rozier at 5,500. You got Jordan Poole in the lineup tonight at 6,000, and then Gary Trent Jr. at 5,800. Let's tip it off, Brett. The court is yours. Take it away. All right, yeah, Cole Anthony and the Orlando Magic. Uh, They're not playing so great in real life, Craig, but... You know, people got to score, people got to get assists, and uh, Cole Anthony is playing over 30 minutes a night for this team, so I like him as kind of a cost-effective point guard. Terry Rozier, uh, honestly, he's more of a two-guard, but I put him at the point guard spot because both the other guards I'm using are definitely two guards, so Terry Rozier for 5,500, he did not play well in his last game, had come back from injury the previous two games and played pretty well. I think he fits well with LaMelo Ball, and they don't really clash too much. So uh, Terry Rozier, big-time scorer for the Hornets. Uh, They look for him in a bounce-back game. Might have affected his price a little bit, too. I think he was a little bit more expensive earlier in the week. Jordan Poole coming off his best game. So a little bit of the opposite here, but Jordan Poole, big-time scorer, looked really good in the starting lineup for the Golden State Warriors to start the year. And Gary Trent Jr. is who I'm starting from Toronto tonight. Um, we've been all over OG Anubi because he has been unbelievable this year, averaging career highs across the board. But Gary Trent Jr. came over in that Norman Powell trade last year, Craig, and he's been really good for the Raptors uh, since coming to Toronto, has scored uh, more than 30 points a few times this year. So uh, I look for Gary Trent to... You know, hopefully have a big night for me tonight, but at least contribute, you know, 15 to 20 points, get me three or four rebounds in there. And if I can steal some assist, I'll take that too. All right. So there you have it. Some free advice from Brett Levy, our producer here on the show. Also very much free NBA DFS advice over on Daily Roto. So Davis, I turn it over to you as Brett shows his lineup for tonight. What do you think about some of these options? Uh, I, I think they're all. I think they are all pretty reasonable. Uh, the one that I like the most is Gary Trent Jr. He has just been playing a ton. You know, he's kind of averaging like 38 minutes a night for them right now because they are dealing with a bunch of injuries. They're playing Gary Trent Jr. and Svi Mikhail Luke a ton. Basically, those guys are their are their wings for pretty much 38 to 40 minutes a night. The other guy we definitely needed to mention at the guard positions is Cade Cunningham who finally, uh, you know, in his third game in the NBA last night, did have uh, a really strong effort, played 32 minutes against Philadelphia, got up 17 shots, only made 23% of them, but had uh, 18, 10, and 4, which is a a pretty solid effort. He has a a more difficult matchup tonight against the Nets, but he's down at 4,200, so he's probably my, my favorite play at the guard position. I think I saw somebody on social media say Cade Cunningham is hitting less than 10% of his threes this season. Is that is that accurate? Is that is that correct? Does that mean it's got to go up from there? It can't get much lower, right? You, you'd, you'd hope so. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, he, it, it is accurate. Yeah, okay. it is accurate. Yeah, cool. he, he, he's made one three-pointer so far. Okay, so that's got to go up. That can't go back. can't go any lower. All right, let's take a look at Brett's options here at small forward, power forward, and center. Uh, the reason why some of the discounts is because Giannis is about as high price as you can get tonight. He's at 11300 Keldon Johnson at 5700 We have Wendell Carter, 6400 Jaron Jackson Jr., 6300 And boy, Brett does love Kelly Olynyk. I feel like every day I'm on this show, I'm seeing his name. He is 5600 tonight over on FanDuel. Brett, let's break it down. Well, Craig, I mean, that's kind of how DFS works, I feel. I feel like you have your guys. You'll see a lot of DeJounte Murray throughout the year. Uh, I'm sure you'll see a lot of Wendell Carter throughout the year because they're guys that just fill stat sheets. Kelly Olenek hits threes. He gets rebounds. He gets some blocks. Uh, You know, occasionally I'll get a steal out of Kelly Olenek. So 
Uh, guys that fill stat sheets are guys I like. Jaron Jackson Jr. has played really well for Memphis this year. Now, John Morant's getting all the headlines, rightfully so. He's averaging north of 30 points a game. But Jaron Jackson Jr. playing really well. I expect a double-double from him almost every night. Wendell Carter, another one of my guys, Craig, just because he's not priced high enough. And he plays power forward and center, so they're not even taking him off the court when uh, Mo Bamba is coming in, which I like. And then Keldon Johnson uh, to fill out the lineup. Good player for the Spurs, probably their number one option offensively. Uh, to score the basketball, DeJounte Murray's got the ball in his hands, but Kelton Johnson can sometimes be a secondary ball handler. And then, uh, yeah, I needed uh, more stars in my lineup, and I went for the biggest star, Giannis, tonight. Uh, he's obviously clearly the highest-priced player on the slate, but against the Knicks, I think he'll be up for this game. It's an ESPN game, Craig, on a Friday night. I want the superstars on the big stage, so give me Giannis with all the cameras on him. All right, Davis, close it out. Big game tonight in the Big Apple with Giannis, 11,300 tonight on FanDuel. Give us your options as well. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're feeling good about Giannis. Small, small forward is tough tonight on FanDuel, so I, uh, I, like the, uh, I like the selections there. You know, I think some other guys, uh, Chris Duarte, who I have, have mentioned on the show before, I mean, the guy just has no conscience with the basketball, loves to get his shots up there, I think is a nice alternative to Keldon Johnson, the center position. I, I I don't mind the Kelly Olenek play. Some other guys that uh, that I like there. Mo Bamba, who is actually Wendell Carter Jr.'s teammate. Uh, whoever starts or or gets the most minutes at center for the San Antonio Spurs with Jakob Pertl out. Thaddeus Young was the more popular DFS play in this scenario on Wednesday night, but he only ended up playing 26 minutes. Drew Eubanks had one of the best games of his career. He should he's he started at center and then Thad came in as the backup. He is not going to be very popular tonight. I wouldn't imagine he's priced at 4400, so I I like him there as well. Like the Jaron Jackson Jr. plays. Think think Brett has uh, the the bones of a nice lineup here. All right, there you go. Great job, Brett, as usual. And uh, I have no problem with Kelly Olynyk. It's just that uh, I'm you know transparently speaking, hosting the show, not playing daily fantasy. That's why I got my in, in the NBA. That's why I got my guys, Brett and Davis, to break it all down. And so if I recognize the same names, then, you know, then so be it. But uh, look, Brett much better at this than me, and, and so is Davis. So count on them. Uh, those picks, you could just hit your little rewind button here on YouTube if you're watching us on demand. And certainly, again, all the NBA DFS information is completely free right now over at Daily Roto. So Davis and all of the analysts ready to help you win in Daily Fantasy there. Now, uh, another story is football coming up this weekend. And Jim Sanis of FanDuel and Number Fire is going to join us next. And we're going to take a look at the slate this weekend. Maybe, hopefully, you can bank in one of the million-dollar contests. So stay tuned for that. And just as a programming reminder for the weekend, normally you catch me and Joe Pizapia and Matt Stryker every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern for Fantasy Sports Today. That show is still on this Sunday, so please tune in. But it will be just Joe and Matt hosting, Mike Blewett, of pro football today has got his bye week coming up this week so i am stepping in for uh, mike blewett this week maybe i'll be the good or bad jordan love depending on how things work out on the show and i'll see you sunday but coming up next jim sanis joins me and we'll help you in dfs SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. 
Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports today here on Sports Grid. Time for another peek at the DFS schedule upcoming this weekend for those of you playing in tournaments or cash games. Our next guest discusses that with us each and every week. You can follow him on Twitter at Jim Sanis. Find his work over at numberfire.com and, of course, over at FanDuel. Jim joins us now here on the show. Jim, Halloween is in the rearview mirror. We got Thanksgiving a few weeks ahead. And here we are with a lot of teams playing this week. But, my gosh, no, no lack of news this week, that's for sure. Yeah, it's terrible. Like uh, I was looking so forward to stacking that Packers Chiefs game because it had a super high total, super high spread. My numbers love that game. And then it doesn't. So that was kind of a bummer. And the, the tough thing is, like, I can't even get that jazz about the Chiefs because the Packers are probably slow and run heavy, which hurts both sides. So, like, nobody really wins in this scenario outside of maybe the Chiefs. So that was a, a big bummer yesterday. Yeah, and I do want to talk more about Jordan Love with you uh, here in a second. But first, let's go through the quarterbacks, as we always do, and take a look at the pricing, and then we'll dive into that specifically. But uh, Josh Allen this week, he's at 9,000 as Buffalo visits Jacksonville in that Green Bay KC game. Mahomes is 8,500. Lamar Jackson, after his bye, is 8,300. Kyler Murray, oh, looks like he'll probably play, but we'll just we'll list him here just for the sake of it. 8,200. Dak Prescott, 7,900. And then uh, Jalen Hurts is 7,800. So um, I guess my two-part question is, first, let's kind of walk through uh, where you would go at quarterback. And then, you know, knowing that basically Jordan Love is a min-priced quarterback that's starting in a game that's supposedly supposed to have a lot of points, of course, only with Rodgers playing. I get that. Is there any enticement of throwing Jordan Love into some sort of dart tournament this weekend? I think you could talk yourself into it for sure because the salary is so low and there are places we want to spend it. The problem that I have is I'm not sure what his ceiling is because, as mentioned, I'd expect the Packers to be run heavy in this game while they can. And that means not a lot of volume for Jordan Love. Jordan Love did run a bit in college, but wasn't like some, you know, massive, massive runner in, right. in college. So I wouldn't project him to be like a 10 carry type guy for this game. So that's not a huge path to upside. I don't expect the efficiency to be good. So he could do well and he could have a good point per dollar output, but I don't see him getting 20 FanDuel points. Like, I think that's kind of like his his best case scenario is 20. And I want more than that from a ceiling perspective. So I'd rather go with Lamar Jackson for $8,300. I know the salary difference is a lot, but so is the point differential. Lamar right. Jackson is throwing a lot this year. He's had 26 plus pass attempts in every game. He's had 50 plus rushing yards in every game, except for one. When you get that combination in a good game with a high total and a decently tight spread, that's pretty lethal for DFS. So I love Lamar Jackson this week and think that he is a, a in a tier of his own effectively a quarterback. I do like Dak Prescott facing the Broncos. Uh, that team is one that will let up uh, some yardage for sure. They just lost Von Miller as well. So I think it's Lamar one. And then there's a cluster of guys in the second tier. Dak's in there. Mahomes is still in there. Jalen Hurts is there. Josh Allen is there. But I think to me, if I've got one lineup, I am putting in Lamar Jackson and figuring out the rest from there. Yeah, good off a of bye week, too. I usually like these quarterbacks coming off a week off for sure. Well, uh, very exciting to see a price on Christian McCaffrey that we could at least entertain this week, knowing that or at least believing that there's a good chance that he's going to play. But again, you got to pay that $10,000 price this week on FanDuel as we take a look at the running backs with McCaffrey at 10 going up against New England. Tough matchup. Alvin Kamara, 9,400. Austin Eckler at Philadelphia is 9,000. Dalvin Cook is 8,800 for Minnesota. Aaron Jones, which we've been discussing, is 8,500. And then we have Zeke Elliott at 8,200. All the other running backs are under 8,000. So, you know, actually some decent options here to sort of build against. Always hard to find two running backs, you know, certainly that are viable. But I, I definitely see a couple here I'd be interested in. 
Yeah, I think that uh, Eckler and Cook are very good high-dollar options. But I think, to me, I just want to get to Zeke. I talked about the Cowboys before. This Broncos defense has been most susceptible against the rush. And we've seen this year the Cowboys will grind the football when they want to. I I like Dak, for sure. But I think I could see a path to this game being where the Cowboys just kind of ground the Broncos into submission. And Zeke is $8,200. Good yardage upside for him this year. Good touchdown upside as well. So $8,200, a really good number for Zeke Elliott. Below him, Joe Mixon is $7,400 facing off with the Browns. The Browns are a team you can beat with the rush. Mixon has had also, like Zeke, very good yardage upside this year, a buck 50 plus in two games already. And I'd expect that game to be decently tight and high scoring, which is a great thing that I want for running back. I want those targets deep in the game with Chris Evans being banged up for the Bengals. We should see Mixon's passing game involvement be pretty meaty here. So it's Zeke and Mixon near the top. If you want to save some, Damian Harris, $6,600 facing off of the Carolina. They're three and a half point favorites. Carolina, not that great versus the rush. And Harris had a really good role the past three or so games. So to me, we got good options each year. I love Zeke, love Mixon, love Harris. Got some other guys you can consider. Devontae Booker, Saquon Barkley can't go. I'm okay with Zach Moss as well. But I think those three guys are the core for me this week, given their workloads and lower salaries. Yeah, no, and and it makes sense. Look, Dallas is playing out of this world, certainly. Denver, you know, kind of signaling, uh, you know, the end is here, even though they did win uh, last week. It'll be interesting to see how they do moving forward, too. All right, now let's go over to wide receiver. And this is just one of those prices where, I can't imagine, Jim, that most, I mean, I guess it's a great contrarian play to play Devontae Adams at 9,000, but I cannot imagine that many people will will go that route. And Tyreek Hill has that tough matchup against Green Bay. Um, so we'll see. But uh, Debo Samuel, who was questionable, looks like he'll play his 8,000. Jamar Chase, the scoring machine, is 7,900. If you're going to play Lamar Jackson, maybe you stack up with Malcolm Brown. He is 7,700. And then we have Stephon Diggs and Justin Jefferson, both at 7,600 this week. So, uh, you know, some options there at receiver. You could even dig deeper for maybe a Lamb or, or Amari Cooper, who's a little bit cheaper than those names that I mentioned, if Dallas is the direction that you're headed. And then Jamar Chase, I mean, there just isn't a week that he goes without scoring a touchdown, it seems. Yeah, and I do think that he's in play for sure here. I do like a guy on the other side of that game, and Jarvis Landry for $5,900. Odell Beckham, obviously, a situation is in flux right now, but Landry last week with Beckham active had 10 targets. Three of those were at least 16 yards downfield, which means that Jarvis Landry has yardage upside, which is pretty enticing for a guy who's $5,900 in a pretty enticing game. So I think that stacking Joe Mixon with Jarvis Landry, a fun way to get exposure to both sides, which should be a pretty tight game. In the upper range, you mentioned it, Craig. I like Lamar Jackson. So I've got to like Marquise Brown as well. $7,700. He had eight deep targets in that game against the Bengals, partly because they were down so big, but also because he had a good role in this entire year. 25% target share for the season, 28% in the two games since Rashad Bateman debuted. So even with Bateman being there, we still see Marquise Brown getting a ton of targets and it's a ton of high leverage targets for this team. The Vikings defense has let up the fifth highest average depth of target so far this year. So they do let up some deep balls and Marquise Brown likely to be the guy on the receiving end of those passes this week. So Jarv at the bottom. I like Marquise Brown at the top in the middle. Couple guys that stand out to me, Devonte Parker and Jalen Waddle. This, this game between the Texans and the dolphins is kind of fun with Terod Taylor going to start for the Texans Tua has been playing decently well in good matchups. So I kind of like Devontae Parker and Jalen Waddle, both these guys, 28% target shares in their two full games where Parker's been active with Tua Tungavailoa. I'll take that in the low 6,000s every day. I prefer Parker between the two, but I think both are pretty interesting. So I don't know. I, I Maybe I'm getting too high on that one game between, you know, two underwhelming teams. But honestly, like, if they're going to show me where to throw in the football and score some points, I'll take it. What's interesting is we've been saying if this if this isn't the week for Miami, then it's never <laughs> we've been doing this for about six weeks now. But right. yes, I would agree. Like it's Houston. They put up no fight almost against anybody over the last two months, really, since the first couple games of the season. So all right, uh tight end. We've got the good ones to choose from this week. So a little bit more encouraging, I would say, for sure. We have Travis Kelsey leading the way. Uh seventy eight hundred over on FanDuel. Mark Andrews, of course, in play with Baltimore seventy one hundred. Boy, Darren Waller, only 6,800, I suppose, coming off the injury. That's why he's priced there. Kyle Pitts still uh, priced fairly 6,600. Mike Gusecki at 6,500. And then Dallas Goddard, who seems to be a little bit more of the offense now with Ertz gone. He's at 6,200 this weekend. So, uh, look, you got your choices, Jim, of, of the top, you know, not all of the top tight ends, but most of them are in play this week. 
And you've said it, Craig, Dallas Goddard's the Eagles offense right now. So why would we not go back to him at $6,200? He's got a 25% target share in two games with no Zach Ertz. And he topped 70 receiving yards in both those games, despite the fact they didn't really throw in that second game. So Goddard has yardage upside. We don't get that at tight end very often, especially not for $6,200. So I think that Goddard at 62 makes a ton of sense this week. And I'll go back there once again. Also right beneath him, George Kittle, likely to come off IR for this week. He has practiced this entire week. Kyle Shanahan said last week that Kittle would be back here. So that to me says he's fully healthy and rested and should come back to his typical role. Before George Kittle got hurt, he had 23% of the 49ers targets for the year. He had 19 targets at two games before he got hurt. So he was getting work, but then he got banged up. Now you give Kittle some rest, put him back in this offense and put him at $6,000. I feel like I'd be pretty crazy not to take that. So yeah. to me, it's about the mid range of tight end this week, Craig. I love Goddard and love Kittle. I'm okay with, you know, Darren Waller, Mark Andrews, those guys totally fine by me. But I think if I've got one lineup, it's going to be tough to pass up Goddard or Kittle because both those guys get me that same yardage upside at a discounted salary. All right, let, let's real quick just go take a look at the top three defenses, and then we'll stop there because we can't get much deeper than this. But Buffalo is 5,200 against Jacksonville. Uh, Patriots go against Carolina. We're not sure who's quarterbacking there. 4,800, Saints 4,700. We don't normally talk a ton of defenses because it, it, it's tough. I know that you like home teams. You know, I, I understand that that nature. But 30 seconds, Jim, is there a defense out there to play? How do you not consider New England, especially if, if you know, Darnold's iffy? Right. I mean, you could go with Darnold anyway. I mean, given his history with Bill Belichick. But I think the one that stands out here is the Chiefs. They're $3,300. Defense has played well against bad quarterbacks, and Jordan Love might be that. $3,300. Chris Jones is healthy. I'm okay with the Chiefs. Also, like the Cowboys at 39 given the amount of pressure they generate and the pressure that the Broncos give up. I think that both the Chiefs and the Packers allow you to get a defense without breaking the bank that does have upside. All right, Jim. Well, listen, have a good weekend. Thank you, as always, for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. And we'll catch up with you again next week. Looking forward to it, Craig. Thank you. Follow Jim Sanis at Jim Sanis on Twitter. Catch his work over at Number Fire. And, of course, on FanDuel, we'll take a quick time out here on the show. More fantasy sports today coming your way in just a couple of minutes. So stay on the grid. We'll be right back. Look. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. We've got about 20 minutes left here on the show. Of course, later today on SportsGrid, you can catch the replay of the Pat McAfee show, which airs here on SportsGrid over on FanDuel as well. And Davis Aaron Rodgers on with Pat McAfee today, uh, you know, basically going through, you know, all the reasons essentially why he, uh, you know, had decided not to get vaccinated. Some of the things that he uh, did in terms of saying that he did research on uh, on not getting vaccinated and also you know pretty strong comments in terms of going after people who you know are now going after him but uh, far me uh, for to be the 
the deliberator as far as all these things that Roger said. You can make your own judgments and opinions on it when it appears on the Pat McAfee show. But I guess the takeaway from this is very clearly he was not vaccinated. He got COVID. He did have symptoms, and he's hoping to be back on the field next Sunday. Beyond that, I suppose uh, a lot of opinions going to be going around on this one for sure. Yeah, and, and you know, the, the funny way that this is going to end is because money talks, he's going to do this appearance on the Pat McAfee show, and he's going to end up getting vaccinated because it's very important to get your game checks, and Aaron Rodgers is not going to want to miss game checks. So, you know, I, I guess we'll we'll see how that plays out I would just imagine as as a teammate you'd be bummed out because you want your you you want your quarterback to be available and you know like uh you know Brady uh Brady is very you know famously a homeopathic uh medicine type guy you know very similar to Rodgers and Brady all Brady cares about is is winning football games so Brady's like yeah <laughs> sign me up give me give me the shot because I'm gonna win football games that's what matters to him yeah the entire interview available over on the Pat McAfee show for sure Um, Okay, this weekend, though, it's going to be Jordan Love starting for the Green Bay Packers. And Luke Getze is the Packers uh, passing game coordinator. And he spoke yesterday about the differences between Jordan Love in 2020 and 2021. I think all that stuff, just his comfortability um, with all those guys in our system. I mean, man, I can't tell you how far along this guy's come from a year ago this time and even from training camp this time. we put a lot of stress on our defense at practice, you know, and our guys, we try to use our calls. We try to make our plays similar to what the other uh, team is doing. So as Jordan's running these scout team reps, his communication to the line of scrimmage is what our communication is. Uh, his adjustments are what our adjustments are. So he's gotten, you know, eight or nine weeks now of those reps and those opportunities. So that's why he, he, he jumped in there and it was, you know, it, pretty, it was pretty seamless. And with that, we turn it over to Brett Levy for more on Jordan Love in Fantasy or Reality. All right. Yeah, lots of news out of Packerland today. But, Davis, the Packers are taking on... Well, I guess they're not your favorite team, but your hometown team, the Kansas City Chiefs this weekend. And the Chiefs' defense has been a little beat up this year. Uh, There's some holes in it, to say the least. So, we gotta ask, Jordan Love will win his first NFL start uh, at Kansas City this weekend, Davis. Is this a fantasy or reality? I mean, come on. You're you're coming you're coming to me, Brett, on on this one. You know, you know the direction I'm coming with this one. This is going to be a fantasy. And and it's not a ridiculous question though, cuz the Chiefs just straight up suck right now. They're 4 and 4. Uh I I was telling George on the show that watching that Monday night game between the Giants and the Chiefs was a, really the most depressed I've ever been watching a Chiefs football game. I mean, they just they were taking sacks and turning the ball over and it just it, it is a mess to watch the Chiefs right now. But my my prior here is that Jordan Love is not any good. And that if Jordan Love was any good, he he probably would have been able to beat out Tim Boyle to be the backup quarterback for the uh the Packers last year. And also by the way, if Jordan Love was good, you know, Craig, you and I spent all this time this offseason, you know, with the Rogers saga saying, What's he gonna do? Is he gonna leave? Is he gonna hold out? And they, they're the the side of the Packers bargaining would have been a lot easier if they had any faith that Jordan Love was good. Clearly, they didn't have any faith that he was any good, that they could be a playoff team with him starting. So I, I do think it's going to be uh, a tough first start for Jordan Love. Yeah, I mean, I suppose the, the only thing Jordan Love has going for him is that the last time we went through this with the Packers quarterbacks, if you remember, Davis, there were not a lot of people who loved Aaron Rodgers as well. They thought that the Packers were making a mistake and Aaron Rodgers really wasn't that good and he didn't look that good in uh, in the preseason or whatever it was. That's basically all he has going for him. I, I can't believe that we didn't even use this as a cover, Brett. Like, we went with a straight-up win. There's no possible way that I'm going to predict that Jordan Love will win this NFL start. The Packers are seven-and-a-half-point underdogs, uh, transparently speaking. Howard Bender and I in the Golden Nugget contest, Davis, we're taking the Chiefs. In the Super Contest, we're taking the Chiefs. I mean, come on. I mean, if Jordan Love was any good, guess what? We'd know about it. Someone would tell us. And we haven't heard that until when? Right now. (laughs) This week. Come on. 
fantasy. No chance. Chiefs win this week and win big. All right. Well, we had to ask win because last week Cooper Rush and his first last start or first NFL start won. Mike White won. So Jordan Love looking to keep the streak going, Craig. Uh, but no someone... Someone who's looking for a new team uh, after today, Odell Beckham Jr. He'll be released by the Cleveland Browns today at some point. Uh, Odell Beckham has not scored a touchdown yet on the year, Craig. So we'll start with you for this one. Odell Beckham Jr. scores at least one touchdown in this NFL season. Is this a fantasy or reality? Yeah, there's a fantasy. Uh, I'm going to let the trend be my friend. Odell Beckham Jr. hasn't scored a touchdown in a year. What makes you think that it's going to be any different? Look, I suppose he could end up in a really good landing spot, maybe like Green Bay or with Tom Brady or with Patrick Mahomes or someone else, and that could possibly give him the opportunity to score. <laughs> but I've got a, a, a almost a three-month sample on an NFL team of him not scoring once. I like, I don't know. I just don't understand this whole thing about Odell Beckham Jr. He was fantastic with the Giants and nothing since. It's been years, years since he's been anything. Uh, I'm Listen, I may get burned on this one. Maybe he'll go somewhere in a good spot and catch a touchdown in some irrelevant game at the end of the season. But I, I just got to go with what I've been seeing since last year. I'm going to say fantasy. Yeah, I I, uh, I got to disagree with you on this one. You know, I, I think that uh, regardless of who he signs with, he's either going to sign with a good team that has the ability to to play him kind of as a luxury player. Actually, you know, I, I view this very similar to Antonio Brown with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last year. You know, he, he came in, he didn't have to be anything special. He gave the defense a little bit something else, you know, to worry about, to think about, you know, if he gets added to the Steelers, if he gets added to the Chiefs, if he gets added to the New Orleans Saints, like those are all roles where I would imagine him being able to slot in and, uh, you know, play his his usual position. And, you know, does Odell Beckham look that bad on the field? I mean, sir, he has no touchdowns this year, but when I watch him, I don't see a guy who's like physically past it or a guy who can't get open. I think that it's a factor of he, he never really seemed to jive with Baker. And the the Browns coaching staff in general, that they, they just don't really like to pass that much because they don't have a lot of trust in Baker. So I do feel like Odell will probably score. And by the way, he could have scored last week. He, he got a target about 35 yards down the field where he tried to catch it with one hand because a defender was coming in to smoke him. And he ended up dropping it. But had he caught that ball... Uh, he, he I, I think, probably would have ended up scoring. So it was, it was pretty close anyway. So this is a reality for me. Do, do you think, by the way, do you think no matter what team I threw at you, it would be a reality? It would not make a difference? Just curious. Um, yeah, because I think, I think that he's going to clear waivers. So he'll kind of have his choice of who to sign with. And I don't think he would sign anywhere where they don't have a plan to use him. Like, I, you know, whether it be the Raiders whether it be the Saints, could the Packers need a wide receiver, the Chiefs just need something. I mean, you know, they're giving Josh Gordon all these snaps. Could be, could be by the way, the Jaguars, the Dolphins could claim him because they're up there all the way at the top of the, the waiver wire order. I think we know at 4 p.m. Eastern time if anyone yeah. has claimed him. I, I mean, I'll guarantee he scores a touchdown if the Jaguars or the Dolphins claim him. Right. I, I guess my point is, is that, like, Cleveland is a team in the NFL, you know, clearly. So, like, if he signed with the Bears – or if he signed with the Eagles, like would it you guarantee? Bears, Bears, no. I, I would say, I'd say Bears. Right, like I think it's possible doesn't. he doesn't. Yeah, it's it's possible, but the balance of probability would suggest he will score at least one. Okay. All right. Our last question of the day. It is daylight savings weekend. Uh, I think it happens. Saturday night at like 2 a.m. Uh, Eastern Time, Davis. So we'll start with you for this one. Daylight savings is a waste of time. Is this a fantasy or reality? So you guys don't know this about me, uh, but for like the longest time, it's been a running joke on all the shows that I do, all the podcasts and everything. Because, you know, in in Daily Fantasy, we're always having to adjust for, for the times of things, right? Because we have our lock times. We need to know when slates are starting, when they're ending, all those things. I'm horrible with time zones. I just mess them up all the time, like, I, I right now off the top of my head, I don't even like is California two time zones away from me or is it three? What would mountain time be like? I just mess these things up 
all the time. Don't know why I am I am time dyslexic, but I am. So for me, it it is a waste of time to have the clocks change. But I I guess what I would vote for would be the permanent daylight savings time so that we adjust the clocks and we do it and it's done and it's over with and we get the maximum amount of sunlight possible, you know, at, at 6 and 7 p.m. Especially, I guess, Craig, you probably don't have to deal with this as much, but I mean, you know, here in, in, in the Midwest right now, it's, it's getting dark at about 5.30 in the afternoon, it, it, which is, it's really not great. It's, it's pretty annoying. Right, so, so yes, yeah, so this is the fall back. So the clocks are moved back and that it will get dark all over the country uh, earlier, five o'clock, six o'clock Eastern. And I guess the notion is, is that is because it's going to be cold anyway. You may as well be indoors. But I just feel like this is the DH. Like, what's the point of daylight savings anymore? I don't understand it. Like, why are we springing ahead and falling back? I don't get it. I mean, it feels like this is just something because of tradition or, or what we did. I was looking for a very intelligent Davis-matic answer for this. And basically, you just get, you know, and, and again, I understand that you're just not big on it one way or the other. I can't come up with a good reason. Like, what's the point? You know, why do you are know you doing why, this? Do you know tell why me. daylight saving times existed no, to begin with? Me. It was, um, I don't remember the president. I want to say maybe Hoover, uh, Herbert Hoover. It could have been Theodore Roosevelt. But they adjusted the time to give farmers more time to, like, harvest their crops or whatever. It was so, gotcha. it was so that... The, the day would be shifted, you know, the farmers, they could do their crops and everything. And still, if they needed to go to town for the bank or the general store or whatever, you know, I mean, we're talking like 100-ish years ago now. But that is why that is why daylight savings time originated. Yeah, just do away with it. I'm in agreement with you. Just keep it light out until 6, 7 o'clock every single night. And that's the end of the story. <laughs> but why, why does it need to change? I mean... I mean, I, I guess for the farmers, is that's what we're doing this? So wherever there's farming, then let, let them have, it, you know, change it back and forth. I don't get it. I know Arizona, they finally changed the time zone. They don't change anymore. Thank goodness. Let's just do away with this. It was it, once upon a time, it made sense. It does not make sense anymore. Keep it the same. Daylight savings is reality, a big waste of time. You got to change some of my clocks too. Some of them don't automatically change, believe it or not. My car being one of them. I have to stop the car. I got to change the time every year. I got my, my wife saying, why don't you change the time on the car? It's been two months. I'm like, all right, fine. Stop the car. No more complaints. We'll come back and wrap it up here on this Friday after this. Don't go there. Break, break. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh. <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Okay, it is Friday, and we've got a couple of minutes left here in the show. Davis has a very busy weekend ahead of him. So do I. So does Brett. So let's let Davis get started here as he leads us off with the Sports Grid 60.
So I was going through some of my fantasy football teams this morning and, you know, looking at the standings, looking at some of the rosters of other teams in my leagues. And I, I see this very common mistake. We're in, we're in week nine, right? Heading into week nine, week nine's already started. Why are we holding backup quarterbacks, backup defenses, backup tight ends? The most valuable thing you could be doing with the roster spots on your fantasy football teams right now, you got to add the backup running backs, right? You got to add... Dante Foreman, you got to add Carlos Hyde, you got to be adding Mike Boone, right? All, all these guys, because most running backs in the NFL are a twisted ankle away from being a hot waiver wire pickup. You know, when Craig and I come back next week, some running back is going to have twisted their ankle or sprained something. And we're going to be talking about some running back who no one owns in fantasy football right now. Always be using those extra bench spots to, uh, to mine for potential running back production. I guess I got to go pick up Mike Boone. I don't even know what team he's on, but <laughs> I have to go do that after the show. So uh, Buster Posey retired yesterday. We've talked no baseball here on the show. Buster Posey retired after playing 12 years in Major League Baseball. He's won several MVPs, Rookie of the Year, several World Series championships. There's some debate as to whether or not he should be in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Are you kidding me? Um, the quarterback in the NFL is definitely the most intensive position to play in professional sports. The catcher in Major League Baseball is the toughest. You're literally involved in every single play of the game. Let me say that again. Every single play of a nine-inning game, you're involved. You're calling the plays, catching, throwing, hitting, doing everything else. Buster Posey's a Hall of Famer. Just because he plays a tough position doesn't eliminate him from that, and his stats are not going to show that either. It's not even worth a conversation. Yadi Molina, Buster Posey in the Hall of Fame. Thanks to LTN, Danny and Ryan, and Brett, and of course my co-host Davis Maddock. I'm Craig Mish. Have a great weekend. There are a lot of sports talk networks out there, but we're the one that gives you actionable insights on gaming, odds, and more. The others? Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.